Let's get right to our next guest. David Nelson is with us, Chief Strategist, Bellpoint Asset Management. Thank you so much for being with us, David. We got in that CPI report, which now arguably is more important than the jobs report, uh, because everybody is so focused on inflation, more than we are used to in years past. Tell me a little bit, as we await the PPI report tomorrow, where you stand here and what you're thinking. You know, I'm thinking that that CPI report on Friday and, and tomorrow's PPI, that's likely to shape the narrative for the rest of the year and really well into 2022. I think, Nicole, that, you know, the Fed suddenly sees the elephant in the room and sees what every American has seen for, for some time. And now we're going into a meeting. And I think, you know, the consensus is that the Fed is, you know, about to double up on the taper. By definition, if, if you buy into this talking point, you've got to move the dot plots forward. If you were thinking end of next year for a rate hike, you've got to move it up to the summer, maybe even, even March. And right now, 35% of respondents right now, they're looking for a rate hike. That's going to change the narrative, and investors will likely move down the, the valuation curve as a result. What do you tell the investors who love Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, Google? I saw that you had some of those in your notes, and those have been some of the big and favorite plays of folks. Now what? Yeah, the breadth is getting narrow, and those names you just mentioned, Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, and Google, those five names alone, uh, that's 51% of the return for, for, for the S&P. Apple isn't the problem. Uh, actually, Apple can be part of the solution. Apple, at 30 times forward, earnings, that's maybe, you know, rich on a historical basis, but, you know, relative to some of the other things in tech, especially the cloud, Got a lot of names trading out there with really no earnings as well at all. I think you can move down the valuation curve. Look at a name like Oracle, and I wish I could tell you that I own it, but that was a blowout quarter uh, last week. Yeah. Drove it to an all-time high, helped drag the uh, S&P 500 along with it, and yet it trades at just a market multiple. That's the kind of you know, security you're going to want to own in your portfolio next year. So you like a name like Oracle, and you said you can't ignore technology. Before we get to the likes of someone like Kathy Woods, I mean, you really like the fact that tech is tech, right? And it's undeniable that you're likely to see some growth, and this is why you're not avoiding it. You can't avoid the sector. Pretty tough to stay out of technology. It's about 27% of the S&P 500. But who would have thought it, you know, names like Dell and Hewlett Packard could be up uh, what, 50% this year. That's, that's an extraordinary move. I would say if you're to look for some value in, in tech, the, the semi-space still looks good. Names we own like Qualcomm, uh, Micron, those are good names to own in this space. Uh, AMD has been our biggest winner, but that's getting a little rich at 42 times. I'd probably wait for a better entry point. All right. Yeah, no doubt. And then you said someone like Kathy Woods, that there are some trades that people just love to be a part of, some trades that get overcrowded. Uh, where do we stand with some of the investor mentality these days? Look, I, I don't want to beat up on Kathy Woods. She's a brilliant investor. And, but, you know, Wall Street always wants a hero. We tend to extrapolate what these heroes tell us. You know, she had a, a monster secular trade over the last couple of years, Tesla home run. Most of her trades were home run. She's really struggled as of late. And that's not her fault. That's really our fault because we tend to extrapolate forward. Everything that they say suddenly becomes gospel. You know, I don't think how many investors really remember, say, Meredith Whitney from back during the financial crisis. She had the, the Citigroup call that they would slash their dividend. She was right on the financial crisis. But, you know, following that, no really meaningful calls after that. 
got to do your own homework. Not everything Kathy says is going to work out. And what about market opportunities in the different sectors? We often see the defensive sectors doing better on a day like today, where we have a risk-off mentality. Um, how would you play it for 2022? I think you can play growth and value at the same time by looking to something like mm. the, you know, you know, the, the healthcare sector. I consider that a growth at the right price uh, sector in a, in a market that, to a large degree, is growth at any price. I think it's a defensive play for some of the obvious reasons, and I think a lot of people avoided healthcare because they thought the administration was going to clamp down with draconian price controls. That largely didn't happen, and a name we own in this sector is a company like Regeneron. Getting hit today on some phase one data, I, I've got to do the homework on that. I haven't had a chance to read it. But this company trades at 13 times forward, and it's not just a COVID play. This company was growing double-digit revenue growth long before COVID at 13 times forward. It deserves a spot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. David, nice to chat with you. David, thanks. David Nelson, nice look there at Regeneron, too. Bellpoint Asset Management, thank you.